Thank you for tuning in to the Sports Matters show. And like Tom was saying earlier, thank you, Tom. We have an hour show today. Whoop, whoop. So I'm Kevin Drake and Matt Burt. Hello. We are excited to be here this morning, as you can tell. The energy levels are up in this building. Oh, yeah. I have my coffee in the morning. I'm feeling good. That's the best way to get jump started. You know, raise the roof, Tom. Raise the roof. Yeah, he's raising the roof right now. Whoop, whoop. Speaking of raising the roof, boy, there was a huge game on Sunday. That's a huge game. Which huge game is it? We're talking Barcelona versus Real Madrid. Ooh, El Clasico. El Clasico. One of the biggest games in Europe. It actually had a higher rating than the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't doubt it. It's the world sport. That's why I love soccer. And uh, Messi, he scored two goals, but I mean, he was, uh, it was a very physical game from watching it. And I mean, I mean, he even had his face bloodied a bit there and he just hung in there. It just shows you why he is the greatest player right now in the game. He scored his 500th goal for Barcelona. I Unbelievable. mean, that's unprecedented. He's so good. I just remember the the first goal he ever scored for Barcelona. He took the ball from probably like three-fourths of the field. He ran past about four or five defenders and scored the goal. So ever since then, he's been, you know, anointed the greatest. So unbelievable job. 500 goals for one club is uh, that's an unprecedented mark right there. I mean, it shows you why he is considered one of the world-class players. Him and Ronaldo world-class players oh absolutely like the the i guess the the gap between Lionel messi and cristiano ronaldo is huge it's huge like it, they're so good they've been good for so long i mean how, how else do i even describe it that was an unbelievable game they scored it in the 90th minute 90th Extra, minute it's stoppage time that yes. just shows that. I mean, you wait 90 minutes to see if your team's going to win, and then they pull one out of a hat with the, I guess there was four minutes of stoppage time left. You get one with two minutes left. Unbelievable and, job by Barcelona. And how this league works now, Real Madrid has six games to go. Barcelona has five games to go. Had Real Madrid had won this game, it pretty much would have just crushed Barcelona's chance of winning this league. Now. They're tied at 75 points. Now, Real Madrid, their next game, uh, it's just at a, against a lighter opponent, and it should have no problem beating them. So a victory will get you three points, so they'll have a three-point lead with five games to go per se. I'm not saying, yeah, who knows, anything going to happen. But you know how it is. You were just telling me earlier before we went on air just the, the degree of separation with Barcelona and Real Madrid. The La Liga is a lot different than any other soccer league. In Italy, There's the teams are – fairly balanced i mean you got the top half that are really good um and they they have a lot of all the italian superstars on them you look at roma juventus and etc etc um but in la liga there's two teams that are just far in between like far very far in between okay it's real madrid and barcelona you can make an argument that atletico madrid has had some success in yeah 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 but in terms of overall historical victories and in terms of the talent that each team has, Real Madrid and Barcelona is so much farther than the competition in La Liga. So much farther. Um, I mean, you look at from top to bottom, it's world-class players. It's people who have played on World Cup teams and have done a successful job. Tony Cruz. It's guys from all around the globe. For I mean, specifically. It's the for, best of the best. You think of Real Madrid and Barcelona, it's, it's like the teams are stacked sp- per se they're stacked <laughs> yeah. it, it's uh, people from all around the globe i mean 
Real Madrid. Let's look. Wales. You got Gareth Barry. You got Portugal. You've got French. France. Um, you got Germany with Tony Cruz. I yeah. can name even the country like Kareem Benzema, France. Uh, Wales is uh, Gareth Bale. And you look at all the countries that they come from, and the fact that they were able to all sign for one team and play together. Yes, unbelievable. And it, it starts with the defense. Sergio Ramos, unbelievable job. Their goalkeeper, you know, comes in. Keeler Navas. Oh, you know, in this game too, you think about it. I, they said it could have easily been a six it to could, five game. It could. There was some been amazing it. saves. I mean, these guys were just it was just unbelievable athleticism. It just. Yeah, you know, hearts of champions just really making big plays. But it's, it's so tough because you you have such a good defense, but these offenses. You look at what Barcelona has. It's the they, best of the world. They, they have the th- probably you know the best three strikers in the world all playing together. <laughs> Neymar, <laughs> Lionel Messi, and you got the biter, the little rat man, Luis Suarez. Oh, yes. He's such a dirty player, but you know what? He's so competitive, and he's kind of fun to watch. And you look, same thing there. Uruguay, Brazil, and then you uh, you got Argentina, so it's all yeah. South American. So it, it's not just, like, people from Spain. It's from people around the world, and that's why soccer is such an inclusive It's almost sport. like the Barcelona team kind of represents the South American, you know, you know, front line or the striker line, and then the Real Madrid represents the European striker line. Yeah, it's a little bit. You could look at it like that. A little bit, yeah, but, I mean, their, their midfielders are a little bit different. Um, you got guys from Croatia on Barcelona, Rakitic, and then you got another guy from Croatia on Real Madrid, which in um, Luka Modric. So the, both these teams are stacked. Is probably the point that I'm trying to making. But in terms of Champions League, we won't be seeing Barcelona because they ended up losing to Juventus, which ha- they have a pretty good team as well. Juventus, uh, they're really coming along strong. You know, they I got, got a lot of friends in the area that are big, huge Juventus fans. Italians, and they've yeah. been talking about their team. You know, finally, you know, it's it's a young team that kind of has come together. Yeah. But now these guys are really starting to gel as a team, and they're they're making some moves. I mean. That's huge for them to take out Barcelona. That's huge for them. And you know what? It's been that young front that they have. uh, Pablo Dialba, Mario Mandzukic. Yeah, uh, Mandzukic. Mandzukic. (laughs) You know, Juan Corrado. So it's it's been... It's been a lot of the young players that have been coming up for Juventus, and they've been a world-class in uh, the Italian Soccer League, which has been uh, very competitive this year, actually. Um, But good job for them. They'll be playing AC Monaco, who is a very young team. If you think that, you know, Juventus Juventus has Luigi Buffon, who's the, the consummate goalkeeper. He's just the gold standard of a goalkeeper. He's what you yes. want. G. Luigi Buffon. And he's he's I think he's 40 now. And then you look at their defense that they have. It's amazing that he's still playing at a high level at age 40. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And he's still one of the top goalkeepers. But it, it partially has to do with who he has on defense. I mean, you got left back of Danny Alves and you got a right back of um, oh, what's his name? Oh, I forgot. Dang. I'm blanking on it. Uh, but yeah, they, they just have an unbelievable job on defense. You think about the World Cup in 2006. Alexis Santos, that's who it is. I right. was there. I was there for the World Cup in 2006 in Berlin. And let me tell you, that game against France, I mean, it went down, obviously went down to penalty kicks, but a couple key blocks that Buffon had, you know, that, that won the game. Yeah. You know, that won them the World Cup. And I mean, Italy really stumbled out of the block too. They stumbled. They only had one win. They tied the U.S. 
and had a loss. They barely made it into the tournament. And then once they got into the tournament, they just, boom, just got on fire. Buffon just raised his level of play. And it was just great goalie play and just great defense. And uh, they got enough points that they needed to win those games. And they just went all the way. Yeah, all the way. <sighs> you know, it's it's tough to pick against Monaco, but they've they've been doing an unbelievable job. Their their ability to to generate offense with the eighteen year old, seventeen going on eighteen. Okay, his name's Mape. Okay, M B M B A P P E. Unbelievable job by him. I can't. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he has been doing an unbelievable job at the age of 17 going on 18. 17 going on 18. It's, it's amazing. And he, he's done a great job throughout the whole tournament. So that will be an interesting series. And on the other hand, you got the two Spanish teams with Atletico Madrid led by Anton Griezmann versus Real Madrid. So now they're in the semis now. So this is the semifinal. So we're down to the final four, essentially. Yeah, final four. Ooh, yeah. It's, it's, it's getting, getting good. good. Yeah, it's getting good. Yeah. Well, we got some great, great, great stuff in that league there. But um, – kind of shift gears a little bit because i i gotta shift it to uci sports and i'll tell you why the women's water polo team crushed it oh, crushed it they had a back-to-back game they won in long beach six to three and then on their senior night here at the bren center the following night they crushed loyola marymont 12 to nothing wow and annika nelson was the big west conference player of the week deservingly slow because she's led her team on this a scoring affair but she's also had 12 saves in that game so she's like the you know the big time goalie i mean she's just amazing what she can do i mean i like i said i would drown if i was playing water polo i couldn't even keep up with these women but it's amazing now they got the big west uh conference championship coming up uh starting this saturday april 29th this team is on fire they're in a nice groove they have won 12 straight it's unprecedented what they have done i mean they just not only that they they broke the school record they're adding to it I like it. But I like the way they're playing. They're just in a really, really nice groove. Everyone's playing well together. And you know what? This is what you want when you enter the Big West Conference Tournament because that will set you up for the NCAA Tournament. So I got high hopes for this team right here. So do you know who's responsible for naming the mascot of UCI? Enlighten me. I think we have the talked about this. The water polo team. Water polo is That's huge right. Years. Yeah, there's a story where all the water polo kids were very popular, and they all had them right in Anteater. Anyways, fun fact of the day. As for our baseball team, eh, not as good of news. They got swept by Long Beach State. Um, they can still do better. I, I, I really believe in this team. They got some good hitters. Keston Haria. Uh, he's looking at being a first-round draft pick right now. There's teams that are looking at him. So he's been doing an unbelievable job. Continue the good work. Keep on fighting. And Mikey Duarte, has uh, I, he's been nominated for one of the best shortstops uh, ah, short in the year. I, man, that was tough uh, to say. <laughs> say shortstop five times. Shortstop, shortstop, shortstop. Short 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 Toy boat. <laughs> We're having yeah, some fun this yeah. morning. He's been doing a good job. I think he's had a pretty high batting average, over 303. I think he's 333, if I read correctly. Um, so good job by him. So, and they need to continue doing that, swinging the bats and helping out the team. You know, they can't get bogged down by losing to Long Beach State. They got a game against UC San Diego. Actually, yes. not UC San Diego, USD San Diego University. 
in San Diego, and then they go on the road to Cal State Fullerton. So Ooh, a couple yeah. of road games, and they've been doing pretty good on the road. They beat TCU on the road, so yeah, maybe it's looking up for us. Sometimes, you know, getting away from the from home and getting on the road, you have more of that you're together, you're staying in the hotels and whatnot, so you, you uh, play together more so. Like, there's just more, you're more isolated, so you just focus on the sport itself. Team bonding. Exactly. <laughs> I was looking for that word. You saw me stumbling over here. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. One other person I want to recognize from the track and field team from the Triton Invitational in La Jolla this past Saturday, Crystal Liziola. Liziola, forgive me if I mispronounce your name, but she ran a personal best in 800 meters, two minutes and nine seconds. You know, lead her team to score some nice points. Wait, in the what track was that field. time? Two minutes and nine seconds. Oh, I probably get like four minutes running that. I I could do two that, minutes in a hundred meter. Yeah. <laughs> Geez, that's unbelievable. That's fast. We have so many amazing athletes here. So many amazing things that go on here at UCI Sports. That's why you got to get out there, support those women's volleyball team. Excuse me, the women's water polo and the women's everybody. Everyone. 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 Todos. I was jumping ahead because I want to congratulate the men's volleyball team for a good season. Well, they they just couldn't get past the number one team in the nation, Long Beach State. That was just a, a tough task. But I tell you what, they fought them hard. They were really going at them. It just... Every punch that they threw at him, Long Beach had a counter. Yeah. Long Beach had the counter. Sometimes that's how it goes, you know. But congratulations. They did a, a remarkable job this year to the teams that they beaten. I mean, uh, to beat Ohio State. In Ohio in State. In Ohio State. A team that won 46 straight set matches. That was huge. That was and huge. that sparked their winning streak. And they should, you know, give them a pat on the back. You know, don't be you know sad that you lost, but be happy that you accomplished so much during the season because there's only one winner realistically there's one winner and you should just be proud of the fact that you were able to do a great job with the the schedule that you've been given and anyways in our women's golf team we got a fifth place kaylee in unbelievable job moving up the leaderboard in the big west championships at oak quarry golf club oh wow yeah that sounds difficult uh, I'm looking at the picture on the website, and it's just like a big cliff. So I imagine it's a pretty tight golf course, <laughs> that's for sure. So congratulations to our women's golf. Uh, keep on working hard. Keep on living life, you know. you're, you're They're doing my dream. They get the golf yes. all day. Like what? I know. Come you're the big that. golfer over here. Where, 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 sign me up for that job. It's just one last little thing. Sebastian Heem from the men's tennis team was a Big West Athlete of the Week this past week. So congratulations to him. You know, he's really coming into his own. And we just have so many great athletes here at UCI. So it's amazing. Many. You would never think a small school like this, but wow. Well, for, it's great for recruiting, if you think about it, is the fact that they have the beach, like, <laughs> less than five minutes away or five minutes just about. I mean, nice weather. Recruits want to come here. They get recruits from all over the board. I mean, Look at, like, our men's volleyball team. We have some international people. Our basketball team has some international. And, like, that, it doesn't just end there. Like, a lot of the sports have international. Even presence. our rocket scientists. They're actually Even talking about science. They're talking about it. all of our young scientists right now are going to create a missile, and they're, they're going to launch it in the Mojave Desert as one of their big projects. You know, they want to – it's becoming in short supply. You know, us producing homegrown talent as far as, like, rocket scientists and things like that. I, I, I'm serious. And <laughs> you're looking at me like, what's he talking about? Like, he had a little too much coffee there. Yeah, woo. 
But, you know, that's what I'm saying, because, I mean, we're huge, you know, as far as our scientists and doctors. I mean, this, right. is, this is a great school to go to for that. Yeah. For cool. the very, very smart people, not like me. <laughs> that's why I'm here and not there. But, uh, hey, do you want to roll on into the NFL draft? Oh, I'd love to. This is Matt's Super Sleeper Edition NFL Draft, 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 Draft. draft. I'm going to tell you who my number one pick is. I hope you say Miles Garrett. Thad Castle from Blue oh, Mountain State. Gosh. <laughs> Zero chance. He, uh, he, I don't think he would pass the drug test. Probably not. Probably not. Anyways, no. Let's get, let's, <laughs> let's 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 get serious here. The, the number one overall pick should be Miles Garrett. If you draft Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> I hope the Niners would select him because you you just look at a guy that. Well, big. the word on the street is Cleveland is going to probably select Miles Garrett as number one pick, word. and it's. See, I can't buy any of that. They've been saying so many different things. There's so many different sources, like Matt Miller. Well, it's a chess match. And, like, you got, uh, what's it, Adam Warner and you, uh, all these people, Scheffler saying something. Like, honestly, they have no idea what's going on. NFL teams are not going to expose what they're doing, how they're researching these prospects, how they're looking at their tapes. They're not going to divulge that much information to them. Like, I don't understand how they write this many articles because I just see NFL draft stuff. They they had an NFL draft special on ESPN where they mock drafted live. And it was like you had, uh, what's his name? Uh, McShay was, was, you know, the general manager of certain teams and, like, what would he do? And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, they, they have no they have no idea. No idea. We're, we're just fantasizing what's going on in that draft room. But really, the teams know what they're doing. And they also, they use the media outlet, make teams believe, hey, I'm going to use this and this and that to, to, they play to divert their attention to what player they really want. And yeah, it's, it's a game. Do you ever they, see that movie, The Draft Day? No. With, uh, with we, Kevin Costner. It? it was a great movie, but it kind of just gives you just gives you a little glimpse of kind of what goes on. Oh, I don't imagine. I mean, like I imagine them hiring like private eyes to see how some of these athletes are like especially on social media you look at like a guy like Lamar Tinsley uh on Miami and what happened to him last year like right before the draft and leaking stuff and then you looked at his slide he was supposed to be the number one pick so we have no idea what's gonna you know and if they don't pick Miles Garrett first I I don't know what they're thinking because you have probably arguably the biggest and fastest guy on the draft board and you're not going to take him like that that just doesn't make sense to me and especially with how bad their defense was last year I mean I think that you'll see the Rams we got to talk about the Rams for a sec I got to talk about indeed the Rams they're, they're going to have their summer summer camp here again right and I think that they're going to go heavily towards because this this year's draft favors defensive ends cornerbacks and tight ends got to stock those, up those are the top three of what talent like it's what the, the Rams that's out there and Rams actually the Rams have pretty good need. defense but you always want to add depth I think they need a safety over anything safety oh, or cornerback because they they lost a lot of cornerbacks to free agency and uh, I think that they need to you know look at a, like a guy like Malik Hooker out of Ohio State that would be a perfect draft for them if they can trade up and get him that would be perfect for the Rams um, and then you look at a, like a guy like Cam Robinson 
that would be huge because the offensive line was an issue, and that's the number one overall offensive line. Um, You just have to look at who the best talent is and what the team's needs are. And I think a good signing for them is having a good Whitworth. He's done nothing, but, you know, he was just a great pro in Cincinnati. And it's just nice to see him out here with a young L.A. Rams team with a very young head coach who's actually really smart offensively. And I think that's going to help Jared Goff really develop. Young quarterback, young head coach. I like it. I like the formula. But a a young head coach that really gets it on offense. He kind of reminds me of a young John Gruden because Gruden was a, you know, he was a good little offensive wizard himself. You know, he did things a little differently and really really pushed the envelope, really challenged them. And I think that's what's going to happen here. You know, Los Angeles. I think the Rams have more upside than, say, the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, definitely. I love Phillip Rivers. Don't get me wrong. I've always been a fan of his. I just always felt that he just wasn't on a, as good of team. Well, I think he also doesn't have as many weapons around him. I Absolutely. Mean, besides Melvin Gordon, who did an unbelievable job last year, they really didn't have very much. I mean, their wide receivers were very weak in terms of like what you need. They had a lot of a shorter wide receivers, and you need tall guys on the outside, in my opinion. This is all my opinion. Um, but you need taller guys on the outside that can run routes because you need to be able to throw balls up in the air. And it's just tough to when you have, you know, short little guys that are trying to catch it when you should be playing them in the slot, but they have them on the outside. So to me, they need to look at wide receivers to draft, but you never know. Like, I'm not an NFL GM by any means. Like, I'm just me. Like, this is what I see. Like, I'm not going to buy into anything that anyone else says through the media Right, and it comes down to, you know, the head coach and the GM and and their philosophy, what they're going to install, what type of offense they're going to run, and you pick those players that best fit your system. And you look at the New England Patriots, obviously – well, We're one of the greatest teams right now in this era, and that's what they do. They pick players that are small, uh, smart, not small, smart, <laughs> smart yeah, with a high football IQ that fit what they're trying to do. And they also select character people. I mean, oh, absolutely. Uh, Bill Belichick is one of the no nonsense kind of guy. I mean, yeah, they, they take in players that have off field issues, like Lou Garrett Blunt. For that's the most recent example. They've taken players with off field issues and have changed them around. But they also have, you know, had some other PR. Also, RIP to um, Aaron Hernandez. I know he went, he had some bad times, and he, but you still don't want to hear anything like that. Um, this is very sad. Yeah. And my condolences to his family, and I'm not approving of what he did by any means, but I do feel bad for the loss of any human life. And, you know, what the Patriots have done for so long is taking guys in later rounds that have had character issues and make them into better people and then you know in some cases it works in some cases it doesn't but they have had a unbelievable job of taking talent and making them into character people it's exactly what you want the same thing with the san antonio spurs or greg popovich you know these these no nonsense guys you know you might think it's a boring brand of football or, or, or basketball but really you look at them every year in and you're out they're constantly in it they're a championship contender every single season and as a fan you're just you almost get spoiled it's just like i was spoiled when the lakers were winning it you know three pete you know a few years later they're back in there go to three straight finals win a back to back you know you you get kind of spoiled and now you you know, you see him on the downside, but actually, I like the whole rebuilding process and you know, building up a new team and you know, yeah, rising at, back up. Look, look how the Warriors did it. You know, yeah, you, the, you build through the draft. If you you get one really good draft class and then you get another really good draft class. Look at the Dallas Cowboys, one really good draft class. Wow, one great draft class, and it just changed That's their whole franchise it, around. All it is, and you never know until they actually start playing the game because it was all Dak. It was all Dak. No. <laughs> 
and, and then we'll get all these grades post draft. Ugh. I I'm just like they have no idea kind of what's going on. I, I get it. I don't really don't know what's going on with the NFL draft. You know, it's one of those things where yeah, they make it exciting. The NFL here, you always got stuff going on year round. There's always that talk, and you know the way they showcase it now. They spread it out over four days. Thursday's the big first round day. Then it's the second and third round. Then fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh are on Saturday. They make it exciting out of it. But like you say, all this these mock drafts, mock one, mock two, mock three, mock four. Yeah. Heck, I don't know who's going to go where. You kind of have an idea. You just hope your team selects the best player. Yeah, you have like a list of people that you would like to see on your team. And if they don't pick it on that list, they don't pick it on that list. Okay. I have a, I mean, like I have a list for my teams that I like. So NFL draft in general, it's just a bunch of hype. And then you know what's going to happen? There's going to be two things. They're going to grade the draft. Okay. That kind of, you know, we don't know how the grade of the draft is until they actually start playing number one and number two they're going to put a mock draft out for next year's draft on that following monday after the draft if we're going to have to list of that it's just like when does it stop yeah i just want to see results i just, I just want to see results as well but getting on into the uh nba uh, the playoffs, boy, as I think the Warriors, they closed out the uh, Portland Trailblazers. You know, my heart goes out to Coach Steve Kerr, you know, with all the complications he's been having. I know it's been really hard on him. So what's and, uh, kind of been going on with him, if you haven't heard, he had back surgery in 2015. Yes. And after that back surgery, there was complications that gave him nausea and headaches. So he's been dealing with some, you know, mental kind of unclarification i don't know how you would describe that not that fogginess. i'm a doctor but there is where he had surgery on in his lower back there's a lot of nerves it's, it's a major freeway it's the nerves right. and he probably had suffered some nerve damage and i'm i'm the one i get migraine headaches and i know how it is when you have a migraine you just cannot operate when especially when it's full blown there's nothing that's going to do anything for it you, you just need a dark room you just need to lie down you know, if you have migraine medicine, take it and just allow rest run its course. My heart goes out to him and my heart goes out to his family. You know, no one ever. And you know what his quote is? He says, if you're considering getting that back surgery, don't do it. Then he says, rehab, rehab, rehab. Rehab, rehab, rehab. So I'm going to relay that information if you got a bad back out there. Maybe you should consider other options, but I'm not here to tell you what to do. Now, if we cut off for some of this NBA talk, only because we have a special guest coming on here in a couple minutes, and we're that's where we're going to cover our NHL, especially the Anaheim oh, I'm Ducks. I'm so excited. We'll get more talking on the NBA, but as soon as uh, this special guest calls in, he certainly is an expert on hockey. I think he's had season tickets since inception of, of the Anaheim Ducks. Talk about a true blue duck fan. I have a true blue duck fan sitting across from me, You're and I'm kind of like a transplant duck fan. I mean, <laughs> if I'm going to root for hockey, I'm going to root for the Ducks because I live in Orange County. Yeah. But who is there an NHL team near Cincinnati? There used to be. There used to be. I know there's a minor league affiliate. Cincinnati Stingers back in the day, but now they have the Cincinnati. I don't even know what they're called now, but it's an IHL team. So I guess it would be the Columbus Blue Jackets. Cincinnati right? Cyclones. They're yeah. the Cyclones. It's a minor league yeah. team. Well, looks like we have our guests calling in, so allow me to answer the phone. And I'll talk NBA while, while we're waiting. Indeed. Okay. Here's what's been going on in the NBA. All right. Warriors sweep. Cavs sweep kind of expected it but what has not been expected is the Chicago Bulls to have played this well against the Celtics not expected it but now it's three to two 
I believe, or is it 2-2? Anyways, the Celtics really need to get a win in the next game. Isaiah Thomas, the first two games, hasn't really looked like Isaiah Thomas. He looked more, a little bit different. I mean, he, he had the death of his sister, which is very sad in general. But you look at what Isaiah Thomas has done since then, and he has done an unbelievable job. And they're starting to play team basketball is the more important thing. And I, th- I think the Celtics are a good team, but they just don't have, you know, that firepower star player that's going to get things done. And I think it's Isaiah Thomas, but you also want your five you want more than just one I mean you look at what the Cavs have you got two guys that can hit the last shot Kyrie Irving LeBron James like you they're two clutch individuals when you have clutch individuals your team gets better is he ready to go okay Mike check one two and two okay he's ready to go uh let me just turn it on here first of all I want to introduce our guest to the show here uh this is Mr. Mark Dean Mark can you hear us great hear you Oh, hey, perfect. Kevin, how are you? Hi, Brad, how are you? Ah, uh, it's Matt, but it's Matt. nice to meet you, Mark. You? <laughs> I, well, I gave him your last name, Matt, oh, Matt Bird, so yeah. yeah. But uh, right. who would have thought we'd be catching up on live radio? I haven't talked to you in so long, and uh, how have you been? I've been great. Fantastic. And uh, I know you've been recently retired, so do you think like you're doing more work these days? <laughs> I do a little bit more work. We don't like to use the R word around here. I, I am officially retired from my old business. I'm on the board of directors, but uh, I've started a few little ventures on the side that are kind of fun and cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Now, I know you have a, you know, a couple boys now. I know JJ, and uh, I remember that picture you just you know, sent me not too long yeah. ago. Boy, he's gotten so big. How old's JJ now? JJ had his 13th birthday last Saturday. <laughs> wow. So he just turned 13. And Jaden is 9. He'll turn 10 next month. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun having those two boys. And they both play uh, ice travel hockey, so that keeps me very busy. Yes, so, yes. I have a question. Yes. How long have you had season tickets for the Ducks? 1993. Wow, so when the very beginning, expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was interesting. There were four guys. We went in together to get tickets, and then unfortunately one of them passed away. Another one uh, lost his business to bankruptcy. And then there was two of us, and then we kind of uh, got a divorce. We didn't agree on some things, and then at that point I got class seats. And then uh, back after the 04-05 season, uh, I got a suite. So I've had a suite since then. It's, it's been God's blessing to be able to have that. I have my family and business constituents out there. It's been a great experience to be out there and be part of, part of the Ducks organization. So who's been your favorite Duck to watch of all time since you've been there from the beginning? Uh, who's been the favorite? It's got to be Team Mussolini. He's Ooh, electric. I like it. Yeah. My, my wife might differ and say Paul Korea since her email address has a nine in it. So, uh, But uh, definitely for me, uh, Timu lit it up a lot. Uh, but the, the players today, the young players today, are very excited. The future is very good for Anaheim. Uh, it's huge with, you know, Raquel and you got all Silverberg. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Signed back Campus Lindholm in the beginning yep. of the year. It's looking bright. Not yeah, jump. They, they signed those four guys. That was great when they they got Sammy too. So that's really Sammy. Yeah, Sammy. The future nucleus, right? Yeah, I'm hoping. You know, I'm hoping that because this, this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this team has shades of the 07 team. It's got shades of it. You've, not as much of the toughness, but it's got shades. Of it. They got a little scrap in them. Yeah, I agree. Here's what I really agree is that you look at that team, the veterans on that team, although they were on the blue line, uh, Niedermeyer and Pronger carried that team. They were really the rock. And, and even though Perry and Gessie got a ring, it wasn't their team per se. This no. is their team. Uh, and so those two guys and Kessler and some of the other veterans, they, they really have to step up to get the team through this. It, it's very difficult. I think this could be one of their last shots based on the, the progress of some of the other teams in the league, particularly the Western Conference. you got some young teams that are 
they're going to be great. So yeah. th- this is a good shot for them. It's going to be a very difficult s- see, uh, series against Edmonton, obviously with Connor McDavid, but the, the support players they have there and the motivation of the Canadian fans is going to be a very difficult series for oh, them. Oh, yeah. I mean, like you look at Nugent Hopkins, Luke Cheech, it's going to be a difficult series for sure. They have a lot of young guns, and they did they did an unbelievable job against the Sharks. But I think I think that they could beat them. You know, I think the experience here for the Ducks, you have a good blend of old veterans and, you know, young guns right yeah. now. So it, it's looking pretty bright for the Ducks. It's just the, the one thing that kind of, you know, gives me a little bit of a – it scares me a little bit is the defense without Cam Fowler. I mean, you you got Biesa and then you got a lot of young guys that are there. In, in the question about Hampus Lindholm, if he's going to play in the next series is a big question mark still. I haven't seen anything about that either, even though he got injured in the last one. So it would be interesting to see how the defense kind of shapes up with Corbini and Holzer, and then you got guys like Montador and Theodore. So it would yeah. be interesting to see. I mean, Theodore had a, and two goals in one of the games during the series, so they played pretty well against the Calgary Flames, but the Edmonton Oilers are a whole different team and a whole much more talented. So it would be interesting to see if the defense can shape up against them. I agree. I, I think there's two X factors. Obviously, which you mentioned, the Ducks' D line has been injured, and uh, without some of those, even Cam Fowler's young, but he's a veteran back there, not able to play. And uh, Sammy and Hampus have, have had their problems. Um, it's going to be tough on the D line. I think the other X factor is Getzloff. He's been playing great, and he can step in and dominate every game. And uh, when he does that, the Ducks play very well. I think if he continues to play the way he's been, the captain can uh, turn the series around for us. Yeah, he's an unbelievable passer over anything. So many assists. You know, he is, he is. And he, like you said, Mark, you know, he, he's just a great leader. And you got to have that, that leader. And it gets contagious when he takes a team on his shoulders. You know, it spreads out with all the other players. And they turn to, tend to step up their game. I did, yeah. I did not see the Ducks sweeping Calgary 4-0 no, in the first I didn't round. Either. You know, I think another similar between the, the 07 team is if you look at the fourth line the Ducks had back then with Niedermeyer, Moen, and um, Marchant, you know, those guys were grinders. And you look at the Ducks this year, I had the opportunity to talk to Bob Murray before the season started. He said the key for the season was two things. One, get in the playoffs. And the two would be the ability for the guys that are going to go back and forth between San Diego, that those guys had to produce. And I think if you look at the guys that they've been bringing up, putting down, bringing up, putting down, all those young guys have produced some extremely well. So I think from the production from their farm team and those guys that have gone back and forth makes a huge difference in our season right now. Absolutely. Guys like Wagner and um, oh. yeah, yeah, unbelievable job by him and Wagner and uh, what's his name? Tosh. Oh, man. The Czech kid, yeah, he's, yeah. he's amazing, right? Although he's yeah, down he's right amazing. now, but I bet he'll be, he'll be up again. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. But uh, I, I think another thing that the Ducks have that's a huge strength is the fact that they win a lot of face-offs with their great centers. I mean, you look at one through four, you got A. Getzloff, and then you have another pretty much – he's a, line, a number one on any other team in Kessler. And then you have at three, Anton Vermette, which yeah. Yeah, that he's a number two for any other team. Yeah. And then you look at Nate Thompson, who's a wily yeah. veteran. Unbelievable yeah. job by him in the, the last Good to have him back. Well. It's good to have him back. So I think that the future is looking pretty bright for the Ducks in terms of our chances. I mean, we just got to play together. That that win where they came back from three goals, that yeah. was a defining moment. And I think that's gonna that momentum that they get in that game is going to propel them very far into the playoffs. I hope so. We're due. We're due to not lose a game seven at home and just 
get this ball rolling. So I'm very excited for the series, and I, I'm sure that we'll have a great Anaheim turnout for the series this uh, Wednesday and Friday. And the fact that the Blackhawks are out of it, you know, makes me a little bit more happy because they did that twice to us. But we'll see well, how it goes. And I'm happy the Kings are out of it. Yeah, that Hell too. Yeah. That too. That's the biggest rival right there. It, it doesn't matter who, as long as the Kings are out of it. <laughs> That's right. You know, but also too, I guess difference between those teams that didn't win the game sevens at home uh, was under a different coach. How does it feel to have Coach Carlisle back in the mix? I, I was interesting hire. That's all I'll say. You know, I yeah. thought they might have gone with the, the young guy Green and really shake up the locker room. But uh, Bob wanted a guy that he's won with before that he knew, and he felt the time for the team was now as long as he could sign. Um, well, he'd sign Sammy at that point. As long as he could sign Hampus and Silverberg and get those guys under contract, he felt that the team was a team that could make it, right? Did a great job of bringing in Patrick Ease at the end of the series. He has a lot of traffic around the net. So the roster is there. He's put the team together. And I think Randy's done a great job. He, he's made the guys play. He's, the, he's changed a lot since last time he was there, I think, in, in a much positive way. And he's got the boys playing together, and they're playing as a team. And I'm excited. I mean, I, I think he's definitely an asset. And even though he's, he's like me, he's old school, he's getting the job done. And he really did a great job with the team. If you look at where they've been all season, uh, the idea is to start playing your best hockey at the end. I think arguably you could say the last 30 days we've played our best hockey. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they close out the season strong and then they just yeah. come into playoffs and just sweep Calgary, yep. which, I mean, Calgary's a very physical team, and I didn't, just didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> Not at all. Well, as soon as they got Eves, you know, on the trade deadline, it, it solidified them as a legitimate contender because yeah. the one thing the entire season, the Ducks had a problem with the wing play. That was kind of their big issue is they, they weren't getting too many goals off of their wings. I mean, obviously you have Silverberg. Right. But adding a guy like Patrick Eves – was unbelievable because he does get to the net and the the ducks are a team that you know isn't the best scoring team in the nhl they're never no. gonna like they've only put up six goals once the entire year so they're never gonna score a whole lot of goals but the fact that they brought in patrick he's a guy that gets to the net means that they're gonna get more rebounds and that's huge for us so i think it the when they got him it legitimized their chances i should say and Edmonton's really good, and it's going to be a fun series, that's for sure. So I, I think there's one other X factor. You know, this time of year, it's all about injuries and keeping your guys healthy and on the ice. And so uh, since I've been with the Ducks for a long time as, as a, a fan and a ticket holder, sometimes I get the options to do kind of cool things. So I was able, through the, their Orangewood Children's Foundation, Henry and Susan have that, uh, get my kids a behind-the-scenes training session. Uh, with Mark Christensen, who's uh, been with the Ducks for two years. He came over from the Maple Leafs. He was there for six years, so he's their strength and conditioning coach. So he was able to spend an hour in the Ducks facility at the Honda Center with my two boys and Ryan Kessler, and he ran them through a a typical post-game workout that the players would do, and and it was an eye-opener. What I didn't know about this um, is that uh, during the season, because it's so busy and the schedule's so compact, that after the game, the team worked out after the game. So uh, uh, Kessler was saying that typically after a game, he doesn't leave the Honda Center until around midnight when he finishes his post-game workout. So, uh, But um, Mark has done a great job, I think, with that team. And I think when it gets to be playoff time, you know, your kids uh, and men have to be healthy, and I think they are. I think he's done a great job nutritionally with them, which is, is probably more than conditioning and conditioning. And I think arguably, and, and he would tell you, I believe in the, they're the best conditioned team in the league. So when it comes to third period and, and overtimes, I think we have an advantage. 
Oh, you certainly do. I mean, strength and conditioning is huge. I mean, you look at what Gary Vitti has done for the Lakers, you know, his his career there. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just huge. Keeping keeping guys in shape and the way Kobe Bryant was just amazing playing through all those injuries, you know. But keeping the Ducks in shape like that, uh, it, it, man, I, I, I'm with you. I, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead. You know, I don't want to jinx them or anything like that. But yeah, I, I just see a different it. team. I see a different team this year than I have seen in recent years. Yeah, I mean, like, they have a good nucleus going. I really like Raquel. Like, he, he'll probably be the star for the future. Silverberg's not bad either, huh? Not yet, no, that's not bad either. <laughs> They've got some great young players. There's no doubt about it. And, and I think the, I think the, the other the other wild card factor coming out of the season will be the uh, expansion draft. You know, who can they protect and who are they going to lose? Obviously, they're going to lose some key assets. Um, let's just see. Hopefully, they're not that key of assets. Yeah, let's hope. There's an expansion draft this yeah, year. So what? The what? Las Vegas Knights. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's Is it right. Gold, Golden Knights. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. there were a team was moving to Las Vegas. They just uh, so nope. it's a new team. It's a new team. It's crazy. New team. Yeah. Do we ever think in our lifetime that the Las Vegas will have pro sports? Well, now they got two teams. <laughs> Would you ever think the Raiders would be there, huh? No, I would. I would never thought in a million years the Raiders would go to Las Vegas. But it kind of makes sense, yeah, because they kind of have part of the LA market. Yeah, it does make sense. I, you know, Oakland. Some true fans might stay fans of them, but I'm sure a lot of fans will turn their backs on them. And uh, but to be in Las Vegas, you know, it's just that that three way circle. And it doesn't even matter that the Chargers and the uh, Rams are up here, but I think the Rams have a better chance of really establishing themselves in Los Angeles. Oh, again. no doubt about that. Well, also, you, Ron Manfeld has came out and said, the MLB uh, commissioner has came out and said that the MLB is looking to add a team in Las Vegas as well. So we, really? we might not wow. only see two, we might even see like three different professional <laughs> sports leagues there. Crazy. It all started with the NBA, too. I remember a while ago when they were talking about moving, at the time, it was the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, they were either, they were actually going to come to Orange County, and then they were talking about having them come to Las Vegas, and that kind of you know, started up, oh, wow, Las Vegas is going to get a pro basketball team. Now they're going to get the other three sports before yeah. they even get a basketball team. Yeah, ironic, ever. right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, though, uh, getting back to, you know, your your boys are, you know, J.J. and Jaden, you know, how was that experience, you know, for them to be able to work out with – doing an actual post-game workout NHL style with a pro hockey player. How was that? I mean, uh, a little bit of denial, Kevin, because the next morning they were so sore they could barely move. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was just great, uh, and uh, Ryan Kessler was just an amazing uh, gentleman and, and great with the boys, showing how to do everything. Just it was it was a lot of fun. But you know, they put them through everything, and so um, it's kind of surreal. It's just one of those experiences that you can't uh, uh, duplicate anywhere else. They, the boys have been very fortunate to be sick boy in the locker room and, and uh, the honorary duck and do all this stuff and skate at the Honda Center and play at the Honda Center. So uh, they they live uh, under the orange curtain bubble a little bit, but, uh, you know, yeah. they travel quite a bit playing hockey, so it's yeah. a lot of fun. They both love the sport. They work really hard at it, and, uh, you know, hopefully they'll have a nice career in high school and maybe have the opportunity to play in college. No, that'd be great. You know, I, I mean, ever since I've known J.J., you know, even he's just a little boy, you know, he was all into hockey with us oh, yeah. knocking the ball around in the suite and everything, you know. Oh, yeah. But how's this travel hockey league, you know? I mean, where do, where do you travel to? Um, we've traveled everywhere, even internationally. So uh, last wow. summer, internationally? We, went to, uh, wow. we went to Denmark with an organization called Planet Hockey out of wow. uh, Denver. It was amazing. So they had several teams from Denmark play, and they brought a team over from Sweden. 
and they had a week of camps, and the boys stayed at uh, local houses with some of the local players, and, and it was just the most wonderful experience. As a matter of fact, one of the Denmark families is coming over this summer to stay with, with our family for about 10 or 12 days, so oh, great experience. Really cool. uh, it wasn't all about hockey. It was all about the you know the whole bonding, and there's a lot of history over there, and so uh, those families in that program, they did a great job for us. We were out in uh, Copenhagen and uh, Eschberg for, for about 10 days. Um, then uh, we played some other places up in Canada. We used to, when Scott and Rob Niedermeyer had a camp up there, and uh, and there where they grew up up in Canada there in um, God the name slips me right now but it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we went up there a couple summers. So my wife is close friends with Lisa Niedermeyer. So it's great. They've got four boys and two of their boys uh, are the age of our two boys. So they hang out a little bit. So oh, it's perfect. Uh, it's interesting to hang out with a lot of these these people and and they're all hockey people. I'm not a hockey people. I'm from Chicago. I'm a basketball guy. My two older boys played basketball. Really good high school players and the one played college ball. So. Uh, having two younger boys to play hockey has been quite the experience for me and my wife. And, and people laugh at me because I don't understand, but I understand that. I mean, we, we, we travel all over. Uh, our oldest plays uh, in Carlsbad for a San Diego team, so we're in San Diego three or four times a week. And so it's a long drive, you might imagine, during commutes. And then uh, the other one, fortunately, at least for this season, played locally in Lake Forest in Yorba Linda, although he's got uh, – five different opportunities to play for different teams next year so um, it's great uh, you, you travel you can pretty figure that every uh, holiday weekend you'll be traveling you know Labor Day Memorial Day uh, President's Day Thanksgiving Christmas there's tournaments and you could be anywhere and so it takes up a huge amount of your time uh, but it's uh, it's worth it the camaraderie between uh, the kids is great they're they're all friends they're all respectful they're all great families and so it's a lot of fun so but you have balls. to like a lot of cold weather. <laughs> yeah, lot of cold oh, yeah. but you, I know, <laughs> That's why you left Chicago to get away from the cold weather. Yeah, like, I, I, don't I, I know. I know. Can't, can't they have hockey tournaments in Hawaii? Yeah, <laughs> really. I mean, we got hockey here in Southern California, you know. I mean, there's hockey in the desert. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and they have these natural tournaments. My my older son, J.J.'s team, won a tournament in Las Vegas. It was called the Silver Stick in this uh, international thing. And you go back to top 16 teams in North America, play in, in Port Huron, Michigan, which is right on the Canadian border, so that was a lot of fun, and, and uh, you're playing all the best teams, so it's great. I mean, it's 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 surprising to me that every year the, the level of hockey is so high, and it's surprising to me that how many really great hockey players are coming out of Southern California right now. That didn't used to be. No, I, I, I'm so glad to hear that. I mean, we need, some, we need some more homegrown talent, you know. I really like to see J.J. play sometime, yeah. you know. I mean, if he ever has any local games here. Oh, yeah, we have local games. Here, here's, here's my thing about how people think about Southern California kids' hockey. We're playing the Chicago tournament, and, and my son is you know, the goalie, and they all come up and go, shouldn't you guys be out surfboarding or something? Why do you play hockey? <laughs> <laughs> It's just that's just a passion. Like they don't yeah, understand yeah. You know, how JJ was brought up. You know, he was just around hockey. You know, yeah. his whole life. Yeah. So, but he's passionate about it. But it, you know, it's a, the great thing about kids is that you know you, you see JJ. You know, he picked up that little stick and he's like, you know, you know, going around. You know, in that little suite and everything. I just you, you yeah. can already see it. Like the kid's doing it on his own. You know, you're yeah. not enticing him like, oh, no, you should play not. hockey. He's he's completely passionate about it. Well, but, if possible, his little brother's even worse. So his, his little brother has workout stuff in, in the house where he's working plyometrics and lifting weights already, and he's not even done. It's crazy. He's nuts. They're both nuts. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the little brother to my big brother. You know, I was a real feisty little guy, you know, when I was coming up, because big brother always knocked me around, you know, so you... 
you get a little feisty with them and you just oh, try yeah. to like, oh, I'm going to get big. I'm going to get big. I'm going to, you know, lift weights. I'm going to do this and that. I'm going to show my brother. I'm going to yeah. show him up, you know. Yeah. Well, they, they get feisty with each other. There's no doubt about that, Kevin. Now they're older, they, yeah. you know. So it, it, but it's a lot of fun. It's, it's really a blessing to be with those boys and Charlene. We have a lot of fun. And, and uh, uh, you know, this past season, both boys were winning teams and they went pretty far in the playoffs. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, it's nothing more exciting being a parent and just and just watching yeah. your kids and just see how they grow and develop and you know and you know become the young you know, the young kids that they are. Well, now, geez, JJ's a teenager. I didn't even yeah. that just hit me. <laughs> it freaks me. It freaks his mom out too. Yeah, it's funny since I'm a little bit older the second time around with boys. It's uh, I'm a lot more relaxed watching the games. I'm just happy to be out there and watch them compete and, and be with all the other families and stuff like that. And the other hockey families are really nice. They're really tight, and we do a lot of stuff together. So it's. It's nice for me, post selling my business, that I have some uh, new friends to hang out with. It's a lot of fun. Oh, I miss my old friends at uh, my old company, but, you know, they have to work still. <laughs> well, we definitely got to get together, yeah, whether, whether it be for lunch or, you know, I don't know what you – I know you're a busy man these days, probably no, no, busier I than I have you. some ideas. <laughs> but, yeah, we definitely have to get together for sure, you know. But uh, uh, before we close out, uh, you know, I was just thinking, too, you know, Jaden is going to be 10, you said, this year? Yeah, he'll be 10. And so JJ's thirteen. See, that's about my brother's three years older than me. So I, I kind of feel how Jaden yeah. how Jaden is. So he's probably oh, yeah. got a little like me, a little feisty. <laughs> yeah, he has a chip on his shoulder. There's no doubt about it. In, indeed, indeed. Which is good. So when is game one? Now the Ducks they have the home court advantage over uh, excuse Wednesday. me home ice. We Wednesday tomorrow night Wednesday. at seven thirty is game one, okay. and then uh, game two is Friday at seven thirty, and then we move on Sunday to game three at the Rogers Center at uh, four o'clock. So. Okay, I'm so sure there's going to be a lot of watch parties uh, Sunday at four o'clock all over Anaheim, oh, Orange yeah. County. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be watching. I work oh, yeah. Sunday days, so I'll have Sunday night off. I'll be watching that game for certain. <laughs> well, Mark, thank you so much Thanks, for joining Kevin. us Thanks on the program friend, I here. Appreciate it. You guys are great, and uh, everybody, put your duck flags on your car. Let's go! Quack 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 quack. Go ducks! All right. Thanks, Thanks again, guys. Mark. Listen, have a great afternoon, and right. uh, we'll we'll chat soon. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Well, that was Mark Dean. Like I said, one of the true blue Duck fans since inception. And like he said, he was a big basketball guy. And that's how I knew Mark, because we always talk shop about basketball, basketball, you know. I wanted to ask him about the Bulls. <laughs> well, well he, I'm sure he probably enjoyed the Bulls era. Of but course. No, no, they're in the playoffs right now, you know. They're I don't think he Celtic. cares about the Bulls these days, Come no. On. He was a Laker guy like me. Come on. You Boy. never stop caring. You still care about the Lakers. He's actually the one guy that actually called it. He called it. He said... During the Lakers, when they were sweeping through the first three rounds of the playoffs, they were undefeated. This is the 2001 team I'm speaking of. He was going up in the limo, and he called it. He says, I got a gut feeling the answer is going to get this game one. The answer is going to win this. The answer is going to win this. And sure enough, Philadelphia won game one. Then the Lakers took the next four. So kind of run the Lakers' perfect playoff, you know, record. We were definitely, you know, huge in talking basketball all this time. But uh, but hockey, I tell you what, that's a true sport right there. He and he's right. It's just a different culture. You know, the families are. It's just different. You know, they're just more mellow, more relaxed. In fact, I remember one time when I was bartending at PF Chang's, and uh, you know, I waited on uh, uh, Jaguar. JS Jaguar. Yeah, and he was just just chill. We're just like just talking, you know, just about you know hey what's going on where are you from this and that just talk about where i'm from and funny story i for halloween okay gs jaguar lives over by me and i dressed up as him for halloween and i went to his house 
and I had a goalie mask on and everything. And he was the nicest guy in the world. He was like, who are you? I'm like, I'm you. And then he signed my jersey. Super nice guy. I don't know. Unrelated story. <laughs> when you brought it up, I was like, I have to say it, you know. And I was. Where did I, I just go? The Bears. The Bears. No. I was like 10 at the time. Anyways, we got some good basketball on. The Thunder Rockets. What have you thought about that so far? Uh, just what I thought. The Rockets are the better team. Yeah. I think Russell Westbrook is an amazing player, but it just he just doesn't have enough help around him. Jazz Clippers. What do you think about that? Uh, the Jazz. Are I am so good. bummed out about Blake Griffin because I love Blake Griffin. They, but it, he's gone. Yeah, I, I said I said it before. I don't think Blake. Griffin I just so Mr. Griffin, wherever you go, you have my blessing. Not that it matters. Yeah. I, I'm a fan of yours wherever you go, so I, I hope you get in a great situations. But let's not, let's not count out the Clippers yeah. because no, their record not without out. Blake Griffin is pretty dang good as well. I mean, when De- DeAndre Jordan's numbers skyrocket when Blake Griffin isn't in. So Clippers are looking pretty good, um, and uh, I think the Jazz are pre- looking pretty good. So that's an interesting series as well. I got one throw out. You, you know, speaking of the Bulls and Celtics, not one team has won their home game yet. No. Four games in. I think that changes. Yeah, I think it changes in game five. I think it was heartbreaking. My heart goes out to Mr. Thomas and his family, but it's just so hard to be focused. But sometimes you're a sanctuary where you can get a really focus on just the game itself and just... Yeah, I was kind of saying that when with yeah. the, right before he called yeah. in. I was saying how Isaiah Thomas looked not that focused in the first two games, but then the next two games, very focused. But as we start to close out our show, I mean, wow, what a what a nice hour we've had. But we have Claudia Shambal coming up next, Ask a Leader, and you know she's got a great show. I got to give some love to my grandmas. Oh, indeed. And we'd love to hear your feedback. We hope we entertained you for a good hour this time around. And I know that this this radio show has now reached international borders. There's someone in Britain listening. What? London. Nice. Shout out. Okay. Shout out. You got to give them out. I'll be sure to put that in my blog. (laughs) Oh, yeah. International. Blog.sportsmattersradio.com. We're blowing up. (laughs) And we're going to be on SoundCloud soon, too. I have actually set up accounts to make it more easy easier for everybody yes to get in there oh, to listen to our it. previous podcasts that's, that's the best idea we've ever had besides the show name <laughs> well we're learning we're, we're, learning. we're growing you know we're, we'll, we're, we'll try to get it yeah, right we're, we're getting there but we'll uh, we do right. but we certainly do appreciate our longtime fans like your two grandmothers hugs you know oh. hugs and uh and for the rest of you Thank you so much for tuning in to here at Sports Matters. I'm Kevin Drake. I'm Matt Burt. And uh, what matters, Matt? Everything. Yeah. All sports matters. matters. All sports matters. But on this show, it's all about the sports. Everything matters. Well, folks, enjoy your drive to work.